we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting, and it makes me furious. Welcome to episode number 74 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B-Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. And on today's show, yeah, you heard Dr. Drew there, our little intro. We're talking about the coronavirus, mainly because it's something that's interesting to look at from the actual aspect of what it is, how it started where we're going as far as treatments go and you know poultry might be our friend and we want to look at how the media is covering this how people are reacting to it and it's a story that has a bunch of different levels that people aren't picking up from just the news coverage which seems to be doom and gloom we're all gonna die and i mean spoiler alert eventually everybody listening to this podcast is going to die. Don't mean to bring you down. Something's going to get you. Something's going to get me. But with that said, this coronavirus, the first question, I guess, would be, is it as bad as we're being told? And then we want to know, at least here in the United States, how our government's handling it. This is a worldwide issue, and there's a lot of moving parts. And if you live outside of the United States, you got to keep track of what's going on in your locale. I'm in the United States. We're being told that President Trump is handling this just horribly. And we're being told that Mike Pence isn't the guy that should be handling this. And Dr. Drew talks about a lot of these things, too. We have a few quotes from him because I'm not a medical professional. And I would highly recommend you don't take medical advice from me. But I'm hoping to bring some logic to a situation that has become a little bit out of control when you go to any major news source and see the current headlines about this. I think the best place to start is with that full audio clip that we played a little bit at the beginning of the show here from Dr. Drew. This was recorded a couple of weeks ago before there was anything even going on in the United States with the coronavirus, but Dr. Drew was asked at that point even is the media covering this in a fair manner? So, Dr. Drew, are we overreacting? Yes. As- yes. Mm. yes. I'm hearing this from doctors left and right. Yes. And we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting. And it makes me furious. The press should not be reporting medical stories as though they know how to report it. We will, If we have a pandemic, I won't know how to tell that we're actually having a pandemic because everything is an emergency. Mm. People that are infectious disease specialists, the CDC, the epidemiologists need to take this very seriously. The press needs to shut up mm. because you're more likely to die of influenza that's right, what it, right that's now. What... You are more likely to die of the flu right now. And we will take a little bit of a closer look at these stats on that in a little bit. But as you can hear, Dr. Drew, a health professional, somebody that's been around for a little while, has seen some things, is obviously a little bit angry with the way this coronavirus is being reported because he understands that sending people into a frenzy is not something that is going to be beneficial. It is only going to cause things to get worse. 
It's going to cause more fear. And when people are afraid, they do stupid things like, you know, maybe vote for the Democrats. Maybe that's why they're wanting you to be scared. I mean, let's look at the global warming. The science is in. The world is ending. I mean, well, if the world's ending in 12 years anyway because of climate change, should you really even be afraid of a big, bad coronavirus? I don't know. But the media coverage has been unhinged. And that is to be expected in a world now that is not running with a lot of investigative journalists. We have a world, as we've talked about in the past, that seems to be sourcing a great deal of their news stories from social media. And the trick now is to only be first, not do any investigating, just be first, put it out there. And if you're wrong, maybe say you're sorry later, but probably not. And when you're dealing with people's lives, when you're dealing with medical situations, that is probably not a good thing. The media seems quite uninformed. And uh, Dr. Drew goes on a little bit more in this little bit more recent quote here. But you can tell he doesn't think the media is doing the job that they should be. Let me frame it this way. We have in the United States 24 million cases of flu-like illness, 180,000 hospitalizations. 16,000 dead from influenza. Why is that not being reported? Why isn't the message, get your flu shot? We have zero deaths from coronavirus. We have almost no cases. It's coming here. That community transmitted case you purported on from, from uh, UC Davis, that means that it's far milder than we know it is. And there are people walking around out there with the virus that don't even know they have it. It's so mild. So it's going to be much more widespread than we knew. It's going to be much milder than we knew. The 1.7% fatality rate is going to fall. Where was the press during the Mediterranean corona outbreak when the fatality rate was 41%? If they wanted to get crazed about something, why didn't they get crazed about MERS or SARS? This is an overblown press-created hysteria. Now, the countries, China, United States, Europe, are responding appropriately and very diligently. We're going to contain this thing that we've already got a vaccine in study right now inhuman inhuman uh, subjects so this thing is well at hand and president trump is absolutely correct he allocated 2.5 billion dollars for this chuck schumer asked for 8 billion my response is hey man we got a homeless problem in southern california and in denver would you please give us some of that 8 billion and forget about the coronavirus we've got that taken care of now there's a lot to unpack there but a lot of interesting stuff including the fact that, yes, this is going to be a little bit more widespread of a virus than originally thought, but it is going to be a much more mild threat than was originally thought as well. We just found out that the cases in Washington state now appear not to have a direct link to China. So this is a coronavirus that's been getting around and this wasn't brought over from China. This is an occurring virus. I don't know exactly where it came from. The medical professionals, the scientists can maybe figure that one out. But the fact that the coronavirus has been possibly in the Washington state area, they're saying now, for six weeks or more, as Dr. Drew pointed out there, that was the first thing that I thought of when I heard this news was, well, then it can't be that bad because if it's been running rampant through washington state for a month and a half or maybe more and people aren't dying left and right then there has to be a reason for it if people were dying left and right 
we would be hearing about it, but we're hearing these percentages that are scaring people when they say, well, 88,000 people have the virus and 3,000, a little over 3,000 at this point have succumbed to the virus, have died because of the coronavirus. You got to look at a couple of different things there. One is that a vast majority of these people had pre-existing conditions and were not in good health. They were elderly. They had something wrong with their immune system. And this is going to happen. Even when the main doctor, which was on the press conference with Donald Trump the other day, talked, he said, well, you're going to have one-offs. This happens in everything, including the flu. Occasionally, you're going to find a 35-year-old in good health who perishes because of the flu. It happens. It's a part of life. You can't use that as a major statistic. It's an offshoot. Well, the thing with the 88,000 number is because of the fact that a vast majority of the people that get this virus are only going to have mild symptoms, they're never going to go in and be treated for it, which means that 88,000 number is absolutely meaningless. The guess at this point is that 80 to 85% of the people that get the virus won't need to get any medical attention. That could be higher. We don't know. That's just a guess right now. But this is bringing it along the lines of being a bad flu rather than being a pandemic that's going to wipe out a large portion of the population. I mean, let's try to put this in perspective by comparing it to the normal flu. And the stats we have for the United States go from October 1st through the end of February, where this coronavirus they're believing really started popping up in early December. So it's about two months different. The coronavirus hasn't been around quite as long as the flu. But when you really look at it, December, January, February, three months instead of five, let's just cut that in half when we look at the flu numbers to compare. So over half the time the flu has been around, this coronavirus has been around. They're saying 88,000 have the virus. That's fairly questionable at this point. But we know that just over 3,000 people worldwide have died because of the coronavirus. That's what's being reported. That number may be a little off, but that's the best number that we have. 3,000 dead over the three months with the coronavirus. Now, with the five months that the flu has existed this flu season, just here in the United States, this doesn't take numbers outside of the United States into account at all. Just within the United States, it's estimated that 32 million to 45 million people have gotten the flu. They've gotten sick. They had some kind of symptoms. With that said, the CDC estimates between 14 to 21 million people that had the flu actually had the flu bad enough or were concerned enough that they went for a medical visit to a doctor or a clinic, wherever they go. So 14 million to 21 out of the 32 to 45. So maybe about a third of the people getting the flu are going, 
you know, a third to a half are going, well, I'm sick. I should probably go to the doctor. Maybe he'll give me something and I'll feel better. Out of all those people, 310,000 to 560,000 have been hospitalized because of the flu. And the CDC estimates in the United States alone, 18 to 46,000 deaths as a result of the flu in the last five months alone. So again, coronavirus has been around December, January, February, about three months, killed 3,000 people worldwide. The flu in the United States alone, five months, killed 18 to 46,000. So, I mean, let's just kind of cut that in half for the same amount of time to make the math easy. So that's about 9,000 to 23,000 people have died because of the flu in the United States alone over the same period of time that we've had 3,000 deaths worldwide because of the coronavirus. As Dr. Drew said, you're much more likely to die of the flu at this point than the coronavirus. But why don't you see the news coverage telling everybody this flu's bad. You better get out there and get your flu shot. Do everything that you can. Why? Because it's not about you being healthy. The news, like everything else, and this is sickening when you really think about it, the stories that are being pushed, the narrative that is being pushed isn't about being truthful. It isn't because they care about your health. It's because they're pushing a narrative and it's political and it's orange man bad all over again. We don't want Trump. And if we talk about this as it's a worldwide pandemic, everybody's going to die. The markets are all crashing at this point. They're coming back a little bit today here on Monday, but the markets had their worst week ever. And it's a lot due to the fact of the way the media has been covering this. And Dr. Drew is right. This is a bunch of malarkey. This is a bunch of lies. This is misinformation. And to think, that it's being done, possibly for nefarious reasons, is horrible. But it's either that you either have to look at one way or the other. You're either ignorant and really shouldn't be reporting on this. And Dr. Drew's right because the news media doesn't know what they're talking about. So maybe they shouldn't be reporting on this. Yeah, but they're either ignorant or they're lying. And if they're lying, that's just evil. But that goes back to global warming again because it's pushing an agenda. Because they want the world to be in a certain way. And if we tell you this, the world's going to end. We're all going to die. Well, then you're going to be dumb and you're going to make decisions that you probably shouldn't. So the CDC, very clear with their flu stats. As of yet, there is absolutely little about this coronavirus, which makes it seem like it's going to be any worse than a flu. Again, if it was going around, Washington State for six weeks and nobody knew about it. You probably shouldn't be that afraid of it. Now, if you're elderly, if you have pre existing conditions, you should probably do everything you can to stay healthy. And you should probably wash your hands a lot. And you should probably be vigilant about who you're around if anybody's sick. But beyond that, life should go on. And you shouldn't be afraid hiding under the bed and worried that if you go outside, the boogeyman that is the coronavirus is going to kill you. The media will tell you that Trump is doing the absolute wrong thing. They'll tell you that they shouldn't have put Mike Pence in charge. 
they will tell you that he was a complete moron in the way he handled things in the state of Indiana when the HIV crisis broke out. But Dr. Drew again chimes in to add a little bit of sanity to the media's malarkey. I don't know what they're talking about. We used to point at the way Indiana responded to the opiate and the HIV epidemic as the model for the country. I don't know what they're talking about. The only reason I felt comfortable with Pence as vice president was I was aware of his track record in Indiana in handling these serious problems, and they handled them better than most states did, almost any other state. So I don't know what the hell people are talking about. All right, you're the that doctor. Is, that, is, that, is, that is fake news. We used to look at Indiana as a as a pro, an appropriate response to the, the opiate and the, uh, well, really, it was the opiate epidemic we were really responding to at the time. And they also had a massive effect on HIV and AIDS. Uh, yes, it took everybody a while to respond properly to it, but they really took care of business in Indiana. So I have no idea what people are talking about. Whether Pence is the right person, look, the right people are is Anthony Fauci and the CDC. You listen to Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci will tell you what's going on, when you need to worry, what he, I worked with him in the HIV epidemic back in the 80s. That guy's been on, on top of infectious disease for 30 years. When there's a problem, he will let us know. And he's been saying exactly what I've been saying the whole way. Look to him, not me, and not even President, Vice President Pence. Look to guys like Anthony Fauci, whose responsibility is to contain these things. So again, don't listen to the media. Listen to Dr. Drew. Listen to your own doctor. Listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci who, I mean, not everybody likes him. I mean, as pointed out on the No Agenda show, he's a guy that's been around for a long, long time. He has some patents on things, but he's been the guy, the go-to guy for these types of things through multiple presidential administrations. It doesn't matter if these guys were Republicans or Democrats. This was the guy they wanted in charge. And he was a part of a little bit of controversy because the media were like, oh my God, he's being muzzled. They won't let him talk. And uh, he came out and said, no, he's never been muzzled. He found out once the vice president was put in charge of this coronavirus task force or whatever you want to call it, that he canceled a couple of appearances that he had on television radio, got together with the vice president, made sure everybody was pulling on the same rope in the same direction and knew what the plan was. And then he got clearance. But everybody in the media was crying that he was being muzzled. Dr. Fauci made it very clear that, no, he wasn't being muzzled again. The news media, either ignorant or evil, you can make your own decision about that. But how are we going to get past this virus? Well, first of all, it's not going to be as drastic as pointed out by Dr. Drew and, well, logic. But a vaccine is already in the works. And this is something that I think is absolutely amazing. And it just takes timing. And it just takes a little bit of luck because Israeli researchers are already testing a vaccine for humans on the COVID-19 virus because of the fact that they have been researching for the past four years on a vaccine for avian infectious bronchitis virus, IBV, a coronavirus that has been spreading through poultry. And it turns out is quite similar to this COVID-19 coronavirus. According to an article on the FinancialExpress.com website, the Israeli-based Migal, M-I-G-A-L, Galilee Research Institute has said in a statement on its official website, 
that it is close to finding a cure for COVID-19. Tests conducted by them found that the coronavirus that was affecting the poultry had genetic similarities to that affecting the humans currently, and that both use the same infection mechanism. They've made the required genetic modifications to make the vaccine they've been working on suitable for humans, and they're working on getting the safety nod to be able to conduct preclinical tests on the vaccine. If all goes well, they should be able to push the vaccine into production to tackle the coronavirus yeah, pretty quickly. The timetable appears to be they're hoping to get a safety approval within 8 to 10 weeks and then within the next three months to provide the vaccine as an oral one in order to increase accessibility to the masses. So help is on the way. And even though this coronavirus doesn't look to be anywhere near as severe as first thought, a vaccine will be on the way within just a few months. So I guess we should all be thanking those chickens, but it's a story that when you look at it is bad from start to finish. One, you never want anybody to get sick. You certainly don't want anybody to perish, but the bigger story here appears to be how it is being covered and how the media is blowing it out of proportion and how it is doing nothing but causing fear amongst the population and whether it's being done for a nefarious reason or not again i can't prove it but i think we all know the narrative that's been pushed at least here in the united states over the last three years and people are desperate to not let the bad orange man win re-election to the white house but on a note that has nothing to do with coronavirus but it does have something to do with birds that bad bird site twitter has now been infiltrated by a very wealthy Republican mega donor who is looking to oust Jack Dorsey and make some changes in the way Twitter does business. I mean, Twitter, they keep telling us, no, 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 no. We certainly don't go after people who are conservative. No, 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 they don't. They're, they're not showing favoritism to the liberal viewpoint. No, no, of course not. That You're just being stupid if you even think that even though it's pretty easy to see if you look at the people that have been banned, shadow banned, kicked off of Twitter over the last few years, things might be changing. And in a quick way, before the next election cycle, we believe that freedom of speech is the correct way to go. We do not believe that banning people, shadow banning Doing any of these deplatforming things is the right way to go about it, but it seems like the liberal side might be the ones afraid of that going up to the general election on one of the most influential sites, whether you like it or not. Twitter is a very influential site. There's a lot of eyeballs there. There's a lot of minds there to be swayed in one way or the other. And all of a sudden, the shoe may be on the other foot. And I'm really interested to see how the liberals are going to handle this if Twitter all of a sudden becomes a place that starts silencing their side instead of the silencing of the right. So, I mean, hey, turnabout might be fair play. In the long run, freedom of speech must be allowed for all of us to be able to express ourselves. But, you know, maybe in the short term, 
give them a little smackdown and teach them that they're not always going to be in control, even of the bad bird sight, because money, baby, money buys everything, I guess. And in this case, maybe this ultra rich Republican donor, I mean, they, they're going to hate him already. If he's running that site, why do they still even want to use that site? I mean, if you're a liberal on Twitter now, you probably want to get off of Twitter. Self-censor. That might be the better way to go. And I hope you like what you're getting here on the Random Thoughts podcast. We try to bring you at least a little bit of sanity in an insane world like we're doing here today with the coronavirus, breaking it down in a way that the mainstream media just won't do. And we do work on the value for value model, and we rely on you to keep this show going, to keep the microphone sounding good, to keep the power on, and our internet connection connected to the big, bad internet. If you want to give something back to the show, you can go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. Click that donate button. You can give a one-time donation. You can give a monthly donation. You can also find out there how to donate via snail mail, Bitcoin all of that other kind of good stuff. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do me a favor. Go and subscribe to the show on Android, Apple, whatever platform you're using. You can even subscribe via email so you never miss an episode. And we rely on the grassroots marketing of all of our producers. So tell a friend, tell three, tell 12. I mean, whatever. How many friends you got? Tell them all about the Random Thoughts podcast. It is greatly appreciated. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do so at Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at randomthoughts.com. You can follow us on Twitter, either the podcast at Random Podcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B Podcast, or my personal Twitter, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.